0: Fat guy on a little er, quad, fat guy on a little quad. Hey, if you don't hurry, this one's going to be mine. It's Cycle Search 2023, your opportunity to win not one, but two great off-road vehicles with Mix96 FM and all of Total Media. You don't want to miss out on it. It's something you and your buddies can take home and race. (laughs) The Jackson County Fair Board, in conjunction with Total Media, proudly present Neil McCoy. All she's gotta do is just give me that Neil McCoy. This is what really turns me on. Saturday, July fifteenth at the Jackson County Fair. VIP track access seats now available for only thirty bucks, which includes admission to the fair. Get tickets now at JacksonCoohFair.com or at the Total Media Studios in Jackson.
1: Well, happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to The Morning Show right here on Main Street TV, and it is Friday, and our good friend Pete Wilson is here with his spring shirt on. You're looking very springy today.
0: Uh, don't say pretty in pink, all right?
1: You are pretty in pink. Oh, okay. You're right. pretty you, in everything, you, Pete Wilson. You did Wilson. say, that.
0: okay, all right, you said that. All right, coming, <laughs> co- coming from the... Um, 1992 uh, Jackson County Fair Horse Queen. I'll consider that a great compliment.
1: Well, there you go.
0: I oh, gave something away should. there, didn't I? Yeah. Well,
1: it was 1990. That makes me. Oh, even 1990.
0: Older. But, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I see, I'm giving you Whew. a couple of years there.
1: Unfortunately, yes. See, there—that's
0: indelibly in your mind. It's still high on, the, on your list, right? Well,
1: the only reason of
0: credentials. Well, accomplishments? James
1: and I figured it out because he dug up an old picture the other day as a joke, and. My sash, he he blew up what it said, and it yeah. said ninety on it. Nineteen ninety. Like, oh, okay.
0: okay. Oh, so you, were you sure about nineteen ninety? No, I wasn't until
1: he showed me, you know. Let's see. Pictorial evidence.
0: So thirty-two, thirty-three years ago, you must have been what three or four when they made your horse Yes. Clean. Okay. It and was just, amazing. Just, just checking.
1: It was amazing. I was like a toddler. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> they, they saw potential in you.
1: Yes, that was it. But no, Pete is here to do the morning news update. Of course, that's always brought to you by Nia Henry, agent for Appalachia Realty. And uh, if you have any real estate questions, 418 give Nia a call. She'll help you out.
0: Okay. All right. Well, very good. Hey, it's Friday. We want to be positive going into the weekend. The weather has been so great. If, I oh mean, my- if, that, if that doesn't inject some Gosh. good will in you and good spirit, uh, I don't Whew. know what will, and now, and now here we are on a TGIF day, and so we're yep. going to start off with a positive news story, okay. and one that I'm not sure we're ever going to have again, so I'm going to take advantage of it. It's an animal story. <laughs> All right. You know, I, I tell you, we know that usually when law enforcement is involved, a lot of times it's not a good thing. Yes. You know, because they're they're fighting crime, and they're responding to emergencies, yes. many of them uh, which aren't, aren't good. Yeah. But yesterday, um, well, let's see. It was um, it was actually Wednesday. Um, there was a get this a runaway emu uh, in Jackson County. Now um, you may have seen it, but but I'll ask you: Do you know what? An, did you know beforehand what an emu was?
1: Unfortunately, I I did, and you want to know why? I was just telling them this story. Mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, um, years ago? Uh, toward Wellston, there was a little place called Noah's Ark Animal Farm, right? Oh,
0: oh, yes. Love to go there.
1: Yeah. It was cool. Except for I got bit <laughs> by an emu, an out emu? there. An emu? Okay. And it literally like bit the end of my finger off when I was a little girl. And so I will never forget an emu. And. Uh-huh. I'm terrified now because they are. There can be a little well, 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 nasty. You well, know, you
0: know, with that neck, they can get out there pretty yeah. quick. Um I remember I on Noah's Ark Animal Park, I do remember the emu, but my negative encounter was being spit by a llama. So, <laughs> which, which they, they'll warn you that they'll do that. Yeah, they do. You know, you try to be nice, you know, give the llama some grass. They don't want grass, so they spit at you. You know, exactly. that's how it goes. But anyway, <laughs> anyway... um, I'm sure that lots of people who saw a picture or whatever didn't read or whatever. Well, that's not an emu, that's an ostrich. Well, yes. you know, they're two different birds, but they are very similar. They look alike. Right. The emu is the Australian version of the ostrich, I guess okay. you could say. Uh, not quite as big, but looks very similar. And, uh, you know, as far as I know, they're in zoos and they're, uh, they're in the wild, but I guess that some people have them as pets. We know at least one person does.
1: Evidently. In Jackson County.
0: <laughs> but the story here, here is, here is Sergeant Jason Wilson of the Jackson County Sheriff's <laughs> Office with the EMU that was brought into custody and <laughs> released, just, just like all the others, you know, they, they let them loose, by God. But anyway... Jason Wilson is there with the emu. The sheriff's office got a call at 11:40 a.m. Wednesday uh, from a lady in Hamilton Township. That is uh, west of Oak Hill, south of Jackson, uh, basically off State Route 139 on the southern end of the county. Hey, this large bird is in the is in my yard. What is it? It wasn't a songbird either. There it was. This is like what are they? <laughs> this is when it was loose just before it was, I guess caught uh that is video cam a video cam of jason wilson following the emu and uh as you can see it's on the move a little bit not really running from him i think if it wanted to run it could be tough to catch i would say you're exactly right Those legs there but uh, the emu was brought into custody and was returned to the owner. I guess it wasn't very far from home, but that is a very rural uh, area there. That is and awesome. And I, I guess the emu has been away, has gotten away before. Okay. But the owner of the emu uh, came, uh, you know, uh, enticed it with a little food, and they were able to, to get it and take it back home. Now, the emu, I don't know whether the emu uh, just decided to take off. I don't know whether it got off a leash, I don't know whether it got out of a house or whatever, but uh but it uh, it it took advantage of its liberties there for a little while.
1: Hey, the good now, news I, is I, it's I, all safe. Right, Everyone's I heard that
0: safe. the resident that saw the emu, it wasn't the first time they saw the emu. So the emu has been on the move before.
1: Now, you know as a person that has an emu in your yard, Mm -hmm. and you're going to call the sheriff's department, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're like, I don't know what to do with this bird. I don't know where it goes. And you're sitting there having that conversation with you, like, how are they going to respond to Mm -hmm. this? Are they going to, like, think I'm on drugs or...
0: (laughs) Right. Oh, no. No, no, they're going to (laughs) wonder.
1: They're like, uh, there's a what in your yard? (laughs) Yeah, unless unless
0: they have reason to believe you, then you might have to walk the line or do a sobriety (laughs) test. And, you know, in this day where, you know, so many people are unfortunately on drugs. You know, they're thinking, <laughs> what's going on here? But, but anyway, um, I give Jeremiah Shaver credit. He saw this on the social media. The sheriff's office has a very active Facebook page. But he not only got that story, but he made it better, uh, made an extra contact, got some extra information, some names of some of the people that were involved. Gotcha. Even the name of the emu, which is Dixie, by Dixie. the way. <laughs> Dixie.
1: Dixie. Hey, no. So cute. Dixie Dixie is the is the is the
0: EMU's name, and uh, uh, he was able to get that video cam footage. I thought that was very interesting there of you know seeing it on the moon. So anyway, we already have that story online.
1: Okay, and And, Dixie's safe and it's it's all good. Right,
0: and we're going to give in our print edition on Saturday. We're going to give the (laughs) EMU plenty of space. (laughs) Because it's not a story that walks onto your front page very often.
1: No, right? it is not. Do My... a double
0: take. Do you, do you know that there's been studies that if you put an email on your front page, it'll hike, hike subscriptions by 10%. So,
1: Are you serious? Oh,
0: I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'm sure it will.
1: What is that? Oh, okay. Better an buy EMU, a paper. Better buy a paper. Right. No, We I,
0: report everything.
1: You do. Okay. I appreciate we, we that. We try. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the sheriff's department when they looked at Jason Wilson and said, you have got to go out to this house out on Hamilton Township and try to wrangle an emu.
0: Right. Well, exactly. He (laughs) said, I'm out of what? Well, I tell you what, they they deal with so many not only negative things, but weird things. You get a call, you haven't been there, you get... (laughs) get, um, just skeletal information. <laughs> so they had a lot of fun with this. Oh, yeah. Because a lot they of ta- a, a lot job. of times, you know, uh, they're getting called about potential violence, a yes. wreck, a fire. What a
1: fun day, uh, you know? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Fun so part of your job, you know, that was, that was fun. I think that was uh, one of probably Jason Wilson's funnest days. There. I
1: loved all the um, Facebook memes thing. People started, <laughs> started putting out there. It was pretty people,
0: good. People have fun with that. And yeah. we, and we do know that we have at least one emu now in Jackson County. There
1: you go. Now, Now, Now you know.
0: Now you know, exactly. (laughs) And an emu is not an ostrich. That is the zoology lesson of the day, in case you didn't know. Exactly. All right. Um, On the Onward and Upward Department, uh, we got some more details about the big project, the new bank building in MacArthur. Yeah. The Benton County National Bank um, started construction, not construction, but demolition this week of the McClure's Restaurant Building, which is on West Main Street in MacArthur, And um, that demolition, there you can see the McClure's site. I'm guessing that that building is down or mostly down now because they started Monday. That can go pretty fast. That's so fast. That's a picture that Red Thompson Jr. took on Monday just after they started. Uh, But that was a fairly new building there, the McClure's restaurant. But I'm guessing within the last 20 years probably, Mm -hmm. um, they will clear that site. And once they clear the site and they're ready to go, and I presume that will be pretty soon, Randy Evans Construction, mm-hmm. who built the uh, Jackson Center yeah, building over on McCarty Lane, right? He will be uh, he will be spearheading the construction of the new bank building, and we can show you what that's going to look like, Dylan. If you can put that up there, isn't that going it's to be
1: going to be gorgeous?
0: I, I mean, it almost looks like a like a Cape Cod hotel or something yeah, on the it's water. Really pretty. It is going to be very nice. That is basically going to be the new public banking center mm-hmm. uh, for all the customers that come to uh, the home bank up there on MacArthur. The existing bank building, which is much older, downtown, they're almost in the middle of town, um, it will still operate, but will mainly be an administrative center. Right. Some different folks there that don't deal directly with the public on uh, retail stuff, they will continue to work there, and this will be the retail banking center. And uh, it will uh, it is supposed to be built... And finish sometime in 2024. So I mean that's uh, it's probably cool. a, a year off or sure. more. Uh, but construction will be starting once they get the site once they get the site cleared there. While they're doing the demolition, um, you know, if it's still going on, and it may be probably some work is still being done. Be careful when you drive through there, of course. And I guess that a lot of people in the past, uh, because you know that building was vacant. Had it was kind of like a park and ride, an unofficial park and ride. People could park there or, oh, or whatever, I gotcha. okay. and and you know the bank didn't care. Well, now they of course they don't want yeah. you to do that now. It's a construction so, site. That's a whole r- different story. Right. So you know if you hadn't heard, you know you, that parking spaces space is not going to be available anymore. But some details. Uh, it's going to be a two point six million dollar investment. Wow. Two point six million dollars. So you know it's going to be nice. Um, It will have a lobby that they say is open and airy with ample enclosed office space on both floors. It is uh, two floors. Um, There will also be a dedicated space for both kids and adults. I think it will be similar to what we have here in Jackson, only bigger. Yep. Uh, Children will have their (laughs) own station, and adults can use a digital learning center either independently or with aid from a banker. On the second floor, there will be a conference room overlooking Main Street additional offices, and a space for employees to enjoy themselves at break time. So it sounds like a lot of the public business will be on the bottom floor, offices and conferences and like that will be on the upper floor. But I'm sure everybody is going to be very excited about that. Uh, There will be three drive-through lanes and a separate lane for ATM and express drop. So they've thought of everything. Yeah. Once again, Randy Evans, Construction of Jackson, uh, using a design created by P. W. Campbell of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that specializes in bank buildings. Okay. Uh, that will be the design plan, uh, and it is expected to be completed, as I said, in 2024. I'm sure, as time goes, we may uh, be able to pinpoint that completion date. But you know, while this is going on, you know, the public should uh, know that they should go to the regular bank building. Uh, which is uh, down there on Main Street, closer to the middle of town where 93 and 50 come together. There you go. All right. So, good luck to our friends with the Vinton County National it's Bank. It's going on, to
1: be awesome. On
0: that big project. And, you know, folks it's maybe down here in Jackson County that don't, that don't realize this, Vinton County National Bank, you know, they have their main bank. They were uh, established, I think, in 1867 there in MacArthur, started out with a little hometown bank. And that is a pretty big corporation. They've got banks in Huge. lots of places. Yeah. And, of course, the banking center down here, in a matter of years, they went from a, uh, a loan office to a full-fledged banking center yep. in just a few years. Yes, for the they new did. Building. Very nice there on McCarty Lane. Our good friend Amanda Crabtree, who was the general manager here now, uh, has a very important marketing position there. So, anyway, got, we got friends there. All right. Um, The Highway Patrol reported a three-vehicle wreck that occurred Uh yesterday afternoon. Uh, Unfortunately, two people hurt one of them seriously. This occurred on the Appalachian Highway, State Route 32, at the State Route 160 intersection. So you're talking about five miles uh, east of Jackson County. There were 32 and and 160 come together there at Radcliffe. Okay. If you go to the right, you'd get you'd go to so toward Athens way. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thirty two and one sixty. Oh,
1: that's a, That's the intersection. A lot of wrecks happen there. I feel like. Right. Well, I know and, what you're talking and, and about. And this
0: this was one that when a wreck does happen there, often it's when a one vehicle is crossing the highway yeah. and they basically fail to yield to somebody who's zipping, you know, on thirty two I mean, one direction to the other miles an hour and down knowing the road. that yeah. knowing that they're supposed to, you know, stop and not go in front of you. But this particular wreck occurred at 4.05 p.m. yesterday, so we thank the highway patrol for getting out the report on this, but uh, a young lady by the name of Chassidy Root, 21 years old, she's from Vinton, Ohio, that's actually in Gallia County, Yeah. Uh, was driving a car northbound on 160, was crossing the, the double lane highway to go on 160 there on the other side, and... The patrol says that she failed to yield to a westbound vehicle being driven on 32 by, by uh, Brian Newvoner, age 56 of um, Brian Neuvonner, age 56 of Albany. He was driving a small compact car. He was the one who was seriously injured oh. in this wreck. Unfortunately, the collision pushed Nuvonner's compact car into a dump truck which was stopped oh, on 160, waiting for the traffic to clear. It was going to go on to 32, and it just happened to be sitting where um, the smaller car came careening into it. Well, uh, the dump have... truck driver not hurt at all, but Mr. No. Neuvon are driving that compact car. You're they... not
1: going to win a battle with a dump truck.
0: Bro. No, no. They flew him between the impact of the other car and the and you know being forced into the yeah. dump truck. You can see why he maybe was seriously sure. injured. They flew Mr. Vonner to Cabell Huntington Hospital in the MedFlight Helicopter with uh, what were described as serious injuries. Uh, Mrs. Roop uh, sustained non-life-threatening injuries. She was taken by EMS to Holzer Medical Center here okay. in Jackson. So that did close down the highway for about an hour for yeah. cleanup work and also uh, to clear the scene uh, you know, of the injuries there yeah. when they were treating the scene before they transported them. So uh, we've got that report already online, by the way, and we'll have it in Saturday's paper. All right, uh, this is a report that comes from Jackson Police while we're on the law enforcement front. Um, This occurred out on the Walmart parking lot.
1: Oh, no.
0: And the the police department was called out there exactly a little bit less than a week ago on Friday, April the 7th, uh, and it was in the early morning hours. But there was a report, there was a report that uh, No, I'm sorry. It was a 5.09 p.m. Friday. I was thinking about another incident I picked up. 5.09 p.m. last Friday. Okay. They called um, call the police out there because a person in the parking lot saw a woman slumped over uh, a vehicle where the motor was running, and uh, she had a hypodermic needle in her arm. Oh. That was what they saw, and she was, seemed to be unconscious. The police responded, and uh, they were able to get this woman's attention. She did come to, and she was 37 year old Chanel Rollins of Monroe, Monroe Hickory Road, Oak Hill, and she told police that um, she uh, had injected heroin into her arm. She admitted that. Sure. Now, police, when they searched the vehicle, they had probable cause to search the vehicle. Of course, yeah. uh, they found. Uh, high amounts of fentanyl in the car. And they're thinking that maybe it was really fentanyl rather than heroin because of, you know, her condition. Yeah. But anyway, um, the amount of fentanyl that they found in four different baggies, not just one, was 5.7 grams, which could kill many people. I
1: was going to say, that that's a ton.
0: 5.7 grams of fentanyl. Oh my. Also, um, some assorted drug instruments, including other syringes. Um, some other what they call drug paraphernalia, $324 in cash as well. Um, She was taken to Holzer Medical Center Hospital. She's cleared, seems to be okay or whatever, but uh, she faces additional charges now of, uh, uh, you know, could go to the grand jury, but her charges right now are trafficking in drugs, possession of drugs, physical, having... Not physical control of a vehicle while under the influence, possession of drug abuse instruments, and illegal use or possession of drug paraphernalia. Once again, police believe that she passed out after injecting herself with a hypodermic mm-hmm. syringe that they believed was likely laced with fentanyl. Okay. She says heroin, but anyway.
1: Or maybe both.
0: Yeah. So, and that was in broad daylight at five nine p.m. at Walmart on a Friday. So, you think there was anybody else walking through the parking lot that may have seen all this? Yeah. So, all I'll right. Say so, all right. Then we had this report, Jennifer, in our Wednesday paper uh, on the board of elections front. And uh, for more than twenty years, uh, Rodney Smith has been a member of the board of elections.
1: Yeah.
0: He announced earlier in the week. Uh, uh, by letter to the Board of Elections uh, and to the elections office that he is going to step down as an elections board member oh,
1: really? Uh, for
0: okay. personal health reasons. Uh, and he's going to do it the day after the May 2 primary. He's going to hang in there through that because it's an important See time, of through. course. Sure. And Rodney has been on the board almost as long as I can remember. Remember, there's four members on the Board of Elections, two appointed by the Democratic Party, two by the Republican Party, Rodney was appointed by the Democratic Party and has served uh, for many years, and many of the years he's happened to be the chairman, and he is right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, in addition to being the chairman of the Board of Elections at different times, not now, he's been the chairman of the Democratic Party, the executive right. committee. He is Mr. Democrat in Jackson County. Oh. But anyway, um, he is experiencing some, uh, some health, health issues and he thought that the time was right to you know, attend to those things, and uh, he is going to step down, but not until after the primary election. That means the Democratic committee will have to meet, and they've already scheduled a meeting for May the 3rd to uh, recommend somebody to take Rodney's place on the Board of Elections. I know we've had a lot of stories about the elections office and appointments and some controversies and so forth. This is not controversial or anything, Rodney is stepping aside for personal health reasons, not because of any disagreements that have been taking place at the elections office or anything. I don't want anybody to infer or speculate that. But uh, the process is is kind of the same, you know, Mm -hmm. as it is Mm -hmm. when they pick a staff member, like deputy director or director of the parties. Uh, It has to be approved by the Secretary of State ultimately, but the parties get to make the appointment, but it is technically a recommendation. Okay. So... That will be done on May the 3rd. So, you know, if you are a registered Democrat, you live in Jackson County, you are an elector, which means you're a registered voter, you know, you can uh, express your interest in this, attend the meeting, let the Democratic Party Chairman Lisa Parker know, and you will be considered as a possible board member. All right. Uh, Okay, we'll switch to education now. And at the last Jackson City Board of Education meeting, Uh, The April meeting is always loaded with lots of stuff, mostly good stuff, because, you know, they're honoring kids, they're honoring achievement. It's a big hiring meeting, too, for the next school year. Okay. And uh, I think this is worthy of bringing on the television. Two young ladies who graduated from Jackson High School, well known in the Jackson City School District, have been hired as teachers to start the the 2023-24 school year. And uh, they are Gracie Walburn, and Jessica Swaghammer, Oh, okay. And I think a lot of people know them. There's a picture. Thanks for putting that up, Dylan. That is Gracie Walburn on the left. On the right is Jessica Swaghammer. In the middle, of course, is Superintendent Phil Howard, who officially introduced them and welcomed them aboard at the school board meeting earlier in the week. Gracie is not only an honors graduate, she was one of the valedictorians Victorians of Jackson High School not that many years ago, yep. uh, but uh, her... Father, Matt, uh-huh. is uh, Her father, Matt, is the girls' basketball coach and graduated, yes. of course, from Jackson High School. Her mom, Kim, is a teacher at Southview Elementary School. Yep. So uh, Gracie played basketball, of course, great in academics and whatever, and she's coming back to her Good. home school. She is going to be a middle school English language arts teacher. Now, Jessica graduated... Uh, Uh, Some time ago, she's not a new college graduate like Gracie is, but she had been teaching in the Oak Hill School District. Oh, okay. But Jessica graduated from Jackson High School just like Gracie did so many years ago, and she is the wife of Jackson High School Principal Tyler Swackhammer. Mm -hmm. So uh, she will be coming to the Jackson City School District uh, next school year uh, as a science teacher at Jackson Middle School. Cool. So congratulations uh, to both of those uh, young ladies who will start teaching jobs in the Jackson City School District starting uh, next school year. All right, big news from the last meeting of Wellston uh, City Council. We've mentioned this before uh, on TV, uh, Jennifer, and we, of course, had uh, you know, detailed stories in the Telegram as well. But uh, legislation was passed at the last Wellston City Council meeting that apparently clears the decks for the construction of a new housing development just outside Wellston, mm-hmm. that's gonna be called the Har- Harvest Crossing Housing Development. Okay. Harvest Crossing is what it's gonna be called, and it's gonna be across the road from where the old Splashdown Water mm-hmm. Park is. That's slightly outside Wellston, near Berlin. Okay, yeah. But, but very close to Wellston. As a matter of fact, at one time they had sewer lines laid there, but they've been inactive. One of the big things to be able for Frontier, frontier Community Services, who is building the new mm-hmm. housing development was for, uh, to have sewer service. They sure. already had water service there, but they needed sewer service, obviously. Okay. And so city council and Wilson city officials had to decide how that was going to go. Or are they going to do it? Cause it's a big responsibility undertaking for them as well. Well, they did pass legislation at the last council meeting to approve, you know, um, getting those sewer lines operating, uh, to serve, uh, harvest crossing and, To serve the Harvest Crossing subdivision, and so uh, the the actual name of the new housing development is going to be Harvest Crossing Senior Villas, and it is modeled for senior citizen housing, not apartments, but senior citizen housing, and uh, they uh, there is no timetable that was given for when this is going to be built, but. At an earlier meeting, representatives of Frontier Community Services said that if everything fell into place, they would like to start as soon as this summer. So you're talking about 46 two-bedroom ranch-style homes uh, with garages for seniors ages 55 and older or who are at or below 60% of the area median income. So, you know, there is some income eligibility opportunities here, too, for new residents. Uh, It's going to be on 6.5-acre site. <clears throat> and uh, uh, it will it will uh, be a big boon because, you know, anytime that you, uh, you know, add quality housing like this, you know, it makes the housing market, I think, more opportunities for and sure. more affordable for everybody. But yeah. that's that's a big undertaking. And they're even talking about... Wait they're, e- Sorry. they're even talking about an expansion another development that would be on the other side of the road once this gets in
1: okay cool now that
0: hasn't been approved yet that hasn't been approved yet or committed to but that is a possibility they've talked about that um the announcement regarding funding for this other project uh would come in may so okay. they may know as soon as next month whether they're going to do even another housing development all right uh, we're going to have a story upcoming. I think it's going to be in our Saturday paper. And no, this is not new news because it's been out in the paper, at least in announcement form and on the radio. And we, I know it was talked about earlier this week. But Carmen the Carmen, our good friend Mark Carmen, mm-hmm. is going to be the Grand Marshal of he the Jackson is. County Apple Festival. And, Congrats. you know, that's worth more than a paragraph in a story about the Apple Festival Queens. So we're going to have a little story about Mark Carmen, how he came to town, a little bit about him. Uh, that's going to be in one of our next two uh, papers. Right now, he's wrestling for space on the front page with the emu. So, <laughs> so we'll see. But he is wow. g- he, he, he is going to be there, and we're going to have the story online, of course. <laughs> Soon.
1: Sorry, so- Carmen. You lost to the Dirty Bird.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not sure he's going to lose. He may. He may have to share the. He may have to share share the, the pre- spotlight. Share with th- the emu. Share the premium space. <laughs> okay. We want to tell you about another big event coming up in Oak Hill that's tied to the big Sesquicentennial, the 150th year anniversary. You say that
1: so eloquently, unlike Jeremiah.
0: Sesquicentennial. 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 How's that? You did. That, okay. Well, now I, we know what I our most recent TikTok is. I, I practiced in front of the mirror, You did right. so well. Okay. Well, anyway, this coming Friday, uh, the 21st, a week from today, the Oak Hill Chamber of Commerce, uh, in connection with the Jackson County Economic Development Partnership, is going to have an event. It's really not necessarily a big public coming out event, but it's something that these two groups are doing to, once again, to acknowledge the sesquicentennial and how important it is. Uh, But the Jackson County Economic Development Partnership, they usually meet that day. They usually meet here in Jackson at their office. They're going to meet at the Liberty Theater Community Center. Okay. And the chamber is going to be there with them. Uh, They're going to have lunch and dessert as well as the meeting. Uh, And uh, there will be even 150th anniversary cupcakes. This is a symbolic way where the Entar County and the Economic Development Partnership people, because this committee is a big one, there's a lot of members on it, community leaders from all over the county, they're going to converge on there to help Oak Hill and the Chamber celebrate the 150th anniversary. Um, The sesquicentennial uh, will uh, showcase three area businesses which which the JCEDP helped Expand over the last year, and total media will be there. Our radio guys will be there to do a short remote, at least, to celebrate. Awesome! And I know that uh, we will have a reporter on hand as well. Cool. Down there on the 21st, the public is welcome to attend. Uh, I'm sure they'll have enough cupcakes for everybody. But it is going to be at the Liberty Theater Community Center, be fun. and it's not like there's any entertainment or anything like that. But it, but it is a public event nonetheless. Uh, and we do, do want to say this as well. The very next evening, there's going to be another event down there. We'll remind you about that next week when we're on television. But that will be the Kenny Valentine concert yes. at the Liberty Theater That'll Community be fun Center. Too. They've changed the time on that now. It's going to be instead of 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. But it's going to be at the Liberty and capital F, capital R, capital E, capital E. It's free. It is a way that the chamber wants to celebrate uh, the sesquicentennial. And uh, that is uh, Kenny Valentine and his band Uh um, not performing right there. And that is Kenny second from the right, second from the left, rather. And Kenny, uh, I'm going to give something away on him. I graduated with him back in (laughs) 1973. He and I will be celebrating our class will be celebrating our 50-year anniversary when alumni rolls around. Nice. Kenny was our speaker at one of our uh, previous alumni gatherings when we had, our, I think, our 40th year anniversary. So uh, that concert was supposed to be back in January, but unfortunately it didn't happen then because Kenny, had, uh, Kenny lost his brother mm-hmm. that same week, and so he had to be out of town for his brother's funeral. But he graciously rescheduled And uh, it's going to be, once again, on April the 22nd. That concert is open to the public. It is free. They're going to have some food service there as well. The food is not free, but it will be available for purchase. Pulled pork sandwiches, I think, will be the big uh, attraction there. Okay. Okay. Last Thursday, as they usually do on the first Thursday of the month, the Marquet Culture Arts Center opened a new exhibit in their gallery. Yes,
1: super cool. it
0: is Chris Penix uh who is i mean i'm telling you he is a big time illustrator yeah uh of course has got uh, jackson county connections uh his uh, parents live here in jackson but he graduated from oak hill high school and uh he is an artist illustrator for Topps trading cards and he was on hand in that beautiful flowered shirt Uh uh which you know you would expect an illustrator to wear maybe he was there uh, a week ago uh, last Thursday evening for the opening of his exhibit, but there uh, many examples of his work are on the walls of the Marquette Cultural Arts Center, and uh, there are three of them right there. Uh, and you, can, <clears throat> really I, cool. You know, I know it's hard to see the detail there on that shot, but they are beautiful, very striking, and he has been very successful as an illustrator for Topps yep. for Tops trading cards. So that that is, is, that is ongoing at the marquee, uh, all through the month of April. Of course, anytime that the gallery is open or you have a public event there, uh, you can see, you know, the artwork for free. And boy, it ranges from A to Z and this, you know, this is something a little different this month.
1: It is. It's super cool.
0: All right. I've got two notable events open to the public tomorrow that I want to tell you about, um, the Big Red Diamond Club. You don't maybe don't know hear hear a whole lot about that unless you know you've got uh, young ladies and young men who are playing youth league baseball in the uh-huh. summer. But the R- Big Red Diamond Club is the support club. It's a private club, sanctioned by the city with the support of the city to run the youth leagues here in Jackson. Yes, uh, kind of the way Make Wellston Beautiful does in Wellston mm-hmm. and the Oak Hill Recreation League boosters people do in Oak Hill. But the Big Red Diamond Club, for the second year, is going to have an opening day parade uh, and, oh, love that. and opening day event. There won't be any baseball games, but there will be activities. And I think the baseball and softball games actually start on Monday. But the Big Red Diamond Club's opening day, and anyone can go. I think there will be a big crowd automatically because of all the kids and parents involved. But it will uh, take place uh, this Saturday starting at 11 p.m., Everybody will converge on Manpower Park and the parade. All those kids in the back of pickup trucks or wherever will head uh, west on Main Street, go all the way through town, and end up down there at the corner of West Main and High where a couple of the fields are for the youth league. Griff Field is there. The Eddie Jones Field is there. At Eddie Jones Field, they're going to have symbolic first pitches that will take place, ceremonial first pitches. Cool. Uh, They want to... uh, uh, Allow the Adena Health System and the Apple City Wholesalers representatives of those two organizations, those two businesses, to throw out the first pitch because they are what they call the presenting sponsors. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of local business uh, has stepped up to support. You know, the youth leagues. That that's historical. That's happened every year. But Adena Health System and Apple City Wholesalers are two of the biggest, and they will uh, have they will take place in a dual first pitch. All the kids will be introduced there. They will be there. There will be such activities as um, there will be inflatables. There will be uh, base running competitions for both baseball and softball. There will be a home run derby. There will be prizes. There will be some carnival concession booths set up for food service as well. So, you know, if you're passing by down there and wondering what's going on, it's the start of the youth league baseball and softball season in Jackson. I'm sure they'll do the same thing in Wellston because that goes way back in their tradition uh haven't heard the date on that, but that is always on a Saturday in late April. could be next Saturday. could be the Saturday after that. We'll find out and tell you. But tomorrow, it's the big day in Jackson. Also, as you probably know this because we had people in uniform here earlier in the week. We did. The uh, Ohio State Highway Patrol post here in Jackson, which serves Jackson and Benton counties, is having an open house. They are. I want to remind you that that will be taking place from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., That is uh, at 10179 Chillicothe Pike, just a little bit west of Jackson, not too far out of town at all. The general public is welcome to attend. This isn't just for law enforcement professionals and patrol people. No, this is, they want people to come out and see. They want people to tour the facility, meet some of the professionals out there, not just the troopers, but, you know, administrators and other people that make that place go.
1: Go out and see the fun SWAT vehicle. And
0: they also want to do this. Uh, You know, it's also a recruiting thing. Yeah. They want potential uh, recruits for different positions there, troopers and other positions, yep. to get to know people. Maybe get some information on how you get employed by the patrol. Yep. So you have a chance through all that, and you can go any time in there that fits your schedule. 10 a.m. to 2 on Saturday. Remember, it is open to the public.
1: There you go. And it's really, really fun. James and I had a blast when we went last year.
0: Right, exactly. Hey, we've got a couple of tributes going in our Saturday paper. Uh, Red Thompson will have one on Ivan Tribe, uh-huh. uh, eighty-two years old, lived in MacArthur, very well known as a uh, uh, historian, author, and history professor at the University of Rio Grande. He passed uh, very recently, and Red knew him, knew about uh, all that he did, uh, all that he contributed uh, on uh, on the on the teaching side mm-hmm. at Rio Grande, and then also in culture and history. Yes. Um, chronicling that and and being a radio broadcaster, a show along with his wife Deanna. He's written a nice tribute that is going to be in our Saturday paper, and also I've written a tribute that's going to be in our Saturday paper about a man that a lot of people probably did not know personally, and he's not contributed to the paper for a while, but for more than 30 years he did. His name is Jack Ray. Uh, He's a lesser known historian than Bob Irvin, but he did a lot too, and he didn't write books but he wrote a lot of articles for the paper. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I was the editor of those papers. Yeah. And Jack uh, was just a guy who, especially after he retired from General Mills, um, he wanted to contribute. He loved history, and it wasn't enough for him just to read about it. He researched it and then uh, turned in his articles to the paper. He wasn't concerned about being paid or anything. He just wanted to share. Sure. And when you have somebody like him and, and somebody like, of course, Bob Irvin... Uh, They're so precious because if somebody doesn't write and preserve local history, it's not going to be there for the next generation. It may never, who knows, it may never ever be told because it just doesn't pop onto a page. You've got to research it. So anyway, Jack Ray, the reason that I mentioned him, he died on Easter Sunday at the Mm -hmm. age of 90. And it happened to be his 90th birthday on top of that. And he was just a good man all the way through. I considered him a friend. He also wrote inspirational articles too. He was a Christian man, and you know I, I'm not sure it was a coincidence that he passed on Easter Sunday, because he might be yeah. because he was he was certainly a Christian yeah. and he wore his beliefs on his sleeve. So that tribute will be in our Saturday paper uh, as well. Uh, Danny Barger was in the other day. Uh, you know he might be he might be a good candidate to be on television on this. But, of course, Danny, the hat that Danny mainly wears now is uh, being the, being the uh, director Soil for of, the Soil and Water yeah. Conservation Office. And he's trying to bring more attention to that and do more things. But he also has joined the Sayuda Township Volunteer Fire Department out there. Oh, okay. And they are going to have, um, we'll tell, tell you more about this uh, in an in upcoming show, but they are going to have an informational event on Sunday, April the 30th. It will be, uh, it will be at... The Saudi Volunteer Fire Department on State Route 776, and it's going to be a nice event. Uh, You know they're going to have food there. Uh, Adult admission will be eight dollars. Children under twelve for five for five dollars. There will be food service there uh, for that price. But in addition, uh, the firefighters are going to be there. They want people to meet the firefighters, and just like the patrol the fire departments are recruiting actively too. They need more people for the Scioto Township Fire Department. I'm not sure that there's very many fire departments around that couldn't use some extra help. And um, this will be an educational thing. It will be a fun thing, but it will also be a recruiting thing for the Scioto Township Fire Department. And Danny and other folks out there, Aaron LeMaster, I think, is the chief, Mm -hmm. gone to a lot of trouble to put on this event. So I hope not only township people go, people from around the area go as well because these fire departments help each other at fires there's lots of mutual aid situations and you know i can't stress this enough most of the firefighters in jackson county are out now volunteers
1: yes they are all right and much appreciated
0: right we want to tell you that the apple city players have announced their cast for their next play it's going to be called play on uh it will be a comedy and uh some of the uh, people who will be uh, playing those roles are Ty Wells, Kim Seitz, Doug Sharp, Bethany Sarah Penix, Ella Willett, Adams Hollingheads, Race McLaughlin, Allison Morrison, Allison Aldridge, Ryan Spriggs, and Elena Houston. Congratulations to those folks. They're volunteers, too. they, yes, don't. They're they not are. not paid actors, <laughs> but they're going to spend a lot of time uh, learning their lines and getting ready to put on a quality performance uh, at, uh, at the market. I don't have the dates for that play yet. But uh, they've already started their reads and all like that to get ready for it. And, you know, they're going to be up there on the stage in front of the bright lights with a chance to shine and also not to shine. So give them a lot of guts for being willing to do that. Yeah, and, I,
1: mean, I do. <laughs> that would be terrifying. June 9th, 10th, and 11th.
0: Thank you very much. I didn't know the dates. They hadn't posted them yet. June
1: 9th, 10th, and 11th. So
0: that, that will be right after all the Memorial Day stuff. So that's a nice weekend to pick. June 9th, 10th, and 11th for the Apple City Players production of Play On. All right. And you know what? I've not been to every one of their productions, but I've not been to one that wasn't good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and,
0: and that needs to be stressed because it's a sure. fa- still a very still a fairly new thing.
1: A lot of talent here in our area. All
0: right. Uh,
1: hey, Pete, can we do the, do, um, do the clue? Do let's the clue. do the clue because well, I know a lot of people we're are getting, wondering. I
0: think we're getting close, aren't we?
1: We're getting pretty close here, Pete. Uh, We we are on day 40 of the 2023 cycle search, and um, I think this is week, what, like seven or eight, or I think probably eight at this point, Um, but today's clue is a doozy, so you got to listen up. All right, here we go. One of the state's most protected lands, over 17,000 acres strong, pull over and get out you shouldn't have to look long.
0: Ooh, okay. They are telling us something, aren't they?
1: One of the state's most protected lands, over 17,000 acres strong. Pull over, get out. You shouldn't have to look long.
0: Okay. I I think there's going to be a lot of Googling going on.
1: That's what I was just... So I pulled in this morning. I ran into JJ in the parking lot. I'm like, what park has 17,000 acres? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Well, I so, think you, yeah. it, it's, written, Start it's written
1: somewhere because yeah. someone
0: wrote a clue. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly right. I mean, somebody has to know that somehow. And then did you talk about the Cub Scout chicken noodle dinner? Were we going to talk about that?
0: You know what? I That is one that I didn't know about, so you tell us about it. Well, there you go. Our
1: Cub Scouts were in yesterday to talk I about that, them. Pete. Uh, chicken noodle dinner and cake auction. This is their big fundraiser for the year, and that's tomorrow um, dinner starts at 4 p.m., cake auction at 6.30, and it is to support um, our Wellston Cub Scouts. It's at the Wellston Hope United Methodist Church, which is 219 East 1st Street in Wellston. Dinner is only $8. That's your chicken noodles, that's um, green beans, mashed potatoes, and uh, your drink for $8. Okay. And you can get carry out as well. So,
0: right. well, I tell you what, support the kids. Chicken noodles. Have you ever run into anybody that doesn't like chicken noodles? I, not <laughs> one
1: person ever in the history of ever <laughs> right. have I ever. Right. And, heard and that. I
0: tell you, these places, they pile it on. It's plenteous.
1: Yes, they do. That's right. So for, get out there and, and support the kids. It's win win. And
0: through a good cause. And, yeah. uh, you know, then you don't have to cook that night, right?
1: That's right. Exactly. Okay. Tomorrow.
0: All right. Well, we do have a couple other things I want to tell you about sure. going on this weekend. Uh, You know, there's increasing activities going on at our fairgrounds in both Jackson County and Vinton County. They're using those facilities and that property for other events that are fun, entertainment and so forth. Well, there's going to be a big event at the Vinton County Fairgrounds this weekend. It's actually going to be Saturday, only Saturday. They're calling it the Junior Fair Spring Fling. Okay. And it will be lots and lots of music. It will go from 6 p.m. all the way to midnight Admission will be $10 per person, which isn't very much for all that entertainment. No. Live music will be happening. Ben Davis Jr. will be there. Yep. Gavin Payne will be there. Chris Bethel and the Sawbusters. Nice. Also, uh, the Budweiser beer wagon and Oosley's lights and sounds will be present as well. All proceeds will go for improvements at the fairgrounds. Very cool. Once again.
1: Get out, support once the again,
0: kids. En- entertainment and support for the fairgrounds. Yep. All right, and so that is, once again, on Saturday. Okay, also at the fairgrounds on Sunday, busy place this weekend in Vinton County, the Jackson-Vinton Farm Bureau will be sponsoring an Easter egg hunt. And when the Farm Bureau and Kim Harless have anything to do with something, it's big. It's awesome. and It it is. Awesome is a good word to use. But that Easter egg hunt, uh, one week after, because you've probably eaten all your eggs, right? (laughs) So this is another shot at it. It will be Sunday at 1 p.m. at the Vinton County Fairgrounds. That's of course just north of Macarthur on 93. Registration will be at noon, so you know go a little bit before go go in time to register. Because yep. I'm sure that if you register, you have a chance to win some other things too. There will be kids' games uh, that the fair board will do that will be in uh, in connection or er, er, in connection with the egg hunt. Uh, that will be going on from 11 a.m. to 12:45 p.m. There will be photos with the Easter bunny, of course. Of course. And there will be age groups for the hunt that will be organized as well. So, you know, you've got the the age groups all in the same area. Yes. Um, you know, in different areas, right? Make rather. it more fair. Right, exactly. So, you know, you don't have the two-year-olds fighting the 10-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember that event before, but, uh, you know, it is a great opportunity. For I don't big either, but,
1: yeah, get out there and...
0: In, in Vinton County, right. Enjoy. The Jackson Lions Club also want to announce, uh, they don't do this very often, so we're giving you a big heads up here. It's going to be on, on Friday, May the 5th, and it's going to be um, uh, at the Farmer Sportsman booth there on Veterans Drive. Uh, both the Lions and Rotary have had events there. Mm-hmm. You know, They um, get to use the Farmer Sportsman booth, the Farmer Sportsman yes, booth. Yes, they're
1: very booth. generous Yes, with they it.
0: are. They let them have the space for, um, for I think, a, a very low price. And uh, of course, it's a well known location because farmer sportsmen sell those great fish sandwiches there during uh, several different times of the year. But the veal sale will feature, of course, uh, the veal sandwiches for only $5 a uh, sandwich. They'll also have uh, a water available there as well. Uh, and they're going to have another item there that you have to go back a little bit. Remember when the Lions Club sold the brooms? I do. The heavy-duty brooms, they're really good ones. Yes, they are. They've got them again.
1: Really? So
0: they're selling the brooms. I think you can, if you know a Lions Club member... You can probably get one now, but they will have the brooms at the veal sale for sure.
1: I feel like, you know, everywhere, I can remember growing up and, like, getting the new broom every year, you know, for the house because it was like. Right. You
0: know, every now and then you got to replace the broom or whatever. And, you know, uh, it's always better to have maybe more than one, an outdoor broom, an indoor broom or whatever. But they cost $18, $18. And it will be a cash and carry deal there at the Veal sale, so awesome. you know don't bring a credit card or a check or anything like that. But it's be that simple. Uh, and you want to know in advance, uh, you know, if you need that broom uh, because you know the Veal's five dollars, the broom is eighteen dollars. Okay. All right. So all of our alumni groups are selling tickets now. The Jackson High School alumni group is selling tickets for the happening, the program which is before the happening, where there'll be so much going on. Four different anniversary classes being honored because they haven't met the last three years, Um, that'll be at 5.30 p.m. at Jackson Middle School, the old high school. But then at 8 o'clock is happening. That's the big after party. Now, that is a ticketed event because they've got food, entertainment, and all like that. So there is a cost of $20 per person. They need to kind of know, for the most part, how many are coming so they can prepare, of course. So if you're interested in going to the happening... Uh, which will be 8 p.m. at Parks Edge. That's Saturday, May the 27th. That's when usually all the alumni events are, the Saturday uh, after gra- high school graduation. But you have to get those tickets in advance, and the best way to do it is to give Vicki Williams a call. I know okay. her cell phone's been busy, but she <laughs> says, uh, you know, she knows there's lots of people that are going who have not bought their tickets yet. Yep. But her number is 740-418-2117. We have that posted in the paper, and we'll have it in there again as well. But once again, 740-418-2117. She will answer, and then she'll uh, she'll hook you up with some tickets uh, either on a will-call basis or if you're local, you know, she'll find a way to get the tickets to you. That's right. And they cost $20 each. If you show up that day without a ticket, it will be $25. And you have no guarantee if there's not enough food. Correct. The people who have tickets will have priority there. How they're going to manage that, I'm not sure, but they are emphasizing pre-sale tickets. Yeah,
1: get your ticket ahead of time.
0: All right, we just received information from Gloria Fee up in Vinton County about the MacArthur High School Banquet. This is their alumni banquet. Remember, Vinton County High School wasn't around until 1967, a consolidation of small high schools in Vinton County, one of them being MacArthur High School. MacArthur High School has continued to have an active Alumni Association. Their big alumni event, the date has been announced, it's Saturday, June the 3rd, and they'll have it at Benton County High School. Uh, It will be $20 per person. There will be food involved. Uh, They're going to have special speakers from different anniversary classes. annual um, alumni reunion classes 1923, 28, 33, 38, 43, 48, 53, and 63 will have special invitations to come because it's their anniversary years. Uh, But all classes from MacArthur and even Vinton County High School are urged and welcome to attend. It doesn't have to be an anniversary year. The deadline to get those tickets, you know, they have to know in advance too, is May the 27th. you got some time, but they're telling you now what the date is. It's going to be June the 3rd uh, at Uh, on saturday evening at the benton county high school and this is the 146th annual macarthur high school banquet
1: that's awesome
0: so um the person to talk to there is president gloria fee or betty white jenkins but we'll give you contact information will be in saturday's paper just want to give you a heads up though here on tv uh also they're selling tickets for the wellston high school alumni banquet Uh, Our own John Pelletier is the president there, has been for a long time.
1: Man, they're really going uh, all out this year.
0: Yeah, that will be, it's the 133rd Wellston High School Alumni Banquet. It will be at the middle school in Wellston also on Saturday, May the 27th. It'll begin at 5 p.m. There'll be a full dinner buffet and social hour and then a program and that ticket will be $20 as well.
1: They're doing a prime rib buffet and shrimp cocktail and all kind of crazy uh, they'll stuff. They'll have
0: a, a salad and dessert bar as part of it. How they're doing it for $20, I don't, I don't know, know. either. But anyway, uh, really cool. those ba- tickets, once again, would certainly help them if you get in advance. Yes. They're on sale at Brodigan Sports and Trophies on South Ohio Avenue in Wellston. Yep. Also, the Jackson County Common Pleas Court, they just announced this morning that a jury trial scheduled for next Monday... Uh, April 17th, it has been canceled. This is not mm-hmm. a, 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 an odd occurrence. It quite it happens. But in advance, they have to send out notices to all these prospective jurors to show up. Yep. They usually don't have time for another mailing if it gets canceled, so they turn to us to help get the word out That's right. here at Total Media. Well, if you got a letter telling you to show up for jury duty on Monday, April 17th at the Jackson County Common Police Court because of a possible trial... You need not come.
1: Yay! If you don't want to do it. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, another thing this weekend, last but not least, the Wellston Rotary Show is taking place this weekend, 7 p.m. this evening at Wellston High School, 7 p.m. Saturday evening at Wellston High School. Jeremiah Shaver was actually there last night for their dress rehearsal, gave me a little scouting report on it, uh, and it is going to be a very nice show. And it, of course, supports all the good things that the Rotary does in Wellston, including high school scholarships. Correct. Lots of good stuff. But this is a good show that goes way back into the 1940s. It is a tradition. And we have a little video clip, I think, that we can show you. Yeah. That Jeremiah took last night. And this should get you in the mood. Yes. They always started out uh, with the circle coming in. That's kind of like the choir. Yes. They come in singing. When the Saints come marching in, and it kind of like gets you stirred. Gets you all going. Gets you stirred through their program, which uh, involves a lot of slapstick comedy (laughs) uh, and involves a lot of music, group music, and uh, there's individual performers. Uh, The end men are very funny. Tim Jones is one. Greg Sheets is one. um, Brian Calebs is one. And um, I can't think of who the other one is. I didn't bring my list. But the end men are kind of the the comedic pillars there. Yes. And uh, it's all under the direction of Dorothy Riepenhoff, who of is behind a lot of the music things that happen in the county, especially in Wellston. And uh, Dana Lockard will be playing a key role this year as well. I know yes. she always sings, but she's, she's going to be uh, the interlocutor this year, basically, kind of like the MC, yeah, as well as one of the main singers. So uh, that's at 7 p.m. both this evening and on Saturday evening. And um, And
1: you can get tickets. I know that they have ones that are kind of like up front. Yes. Yes. It's
0: it's general admission is free. They changed that several years ago. So, I mean, there's not even a cost to attend for general admission seating. Uh, I know that they'll have concessions for sale there as well. But if you want premium seating up front, they're going to have some tables. Those uh, seats cost $10 each. But there's free snacks that are there, though. You don't have to go to the concession stand and buy anything. And so, once again, that is 7 p.m. this Friday and Saturday at Wellston High School. do it they really do jennifer we were talking off camera there while dylan was showing that they really do a great job in that you know they they start in february on yes
1: that. a long time
0: and uh you know you're talking about memorizing a lot of lines you're talking about being in front of community <laughs> people uh embarrassing yourself a little bit because they do a lot of comedy they make fun yes. of each other the end men dress up uh in hilarious fashion Clowns like clowns and hobos and all like that. <laughs> they used to call it the Rotary Minstrel, but yes. you know PC changed that. Yeah, name. We, we we can't so be politically,
1: it, gotta be politically they, correct. They
0: call it the Wellston Rotary Show now. Okay. So gotcha. anyway, that that once again is this week. That is a good way to spend an evening while supporting another good cause. I give uh, props to the Wellston Rotary Club. Keeping that going because you know, frankly, there's not as many people involved in the service clubs as there used to be. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, recruit community people to be there. You know, some people don't even want to come to a weekly club meeting. <laughs> no, you know, you're talking about coming to rehearsal several nights a week for a, couple, a long time for a couple months. So, you yeah. know, uh, give them a lot of credit. And we talked about this earlier in the week, but remember the murder mystery.
1: Yeah, uh, But the
0: Jackson Rotary is, I believe, uh, this Saturday at 6 p.m. at the Marquet.
1: That's right. A night at Glittersby's. Okay. And you can participate there. You get a meal mm-hmm. and get to be part of the murder mystery for 25 bucks.
0: $25. Yep. They're entertainment, I'm guessing interactive entertainment. Yes, very and much now, so. Now, uh, how can you go wrong? You Rowdy, can Rowdy's is going to give you the main meal. Yep. And then the treatery is gonna give you desserts. That's, That's right. enough reason to go right there.
1: Exactly. And BYOB. So, you know, whatever you wanna do.
0: Okay. All right. Very, Very good. good.
1: All right. Well Pete, thank hey, we you. And we made it. T G I N We did. Yay. Have a great weekend, everyone. Uh, weather a little bit of rain in the forecast, but uh, other than that, still some pretty mild temperatures. Right. So we'll take it. Right. All right. Well, have a great weekend, Pete.
0: Okay. I, well, I will do that. You do the same.
1: Thank you. All right. And we will see you right back here on Monday. Enjoy your weekend and thanks for watching. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>
0: This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com
1: Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and
0: Benton County since surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, TheTelegramNews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community.
1: Stay up to date on local events, high school sports,
0: and breaking news. TheTelegramNews.com Subscribe today at TheTelegramNews.com Check it out.